enough time. Yeah. I'll just cover that up. I need to show you what you look like on the my when you first came on my YouTube channel. You remember when you did help me out with my Sunday school lessons and during COVID? Yeah. At my dad's church, you remember that? Yeah. It's a it's a throwback, man. I'll be playing a video at my work to get myself views. I don't remember what I looked like back then though. That'd be interesting. I'll show you during the video, actually. I'll, I'll just pull it up uh, while you talk. But all right, yeah, guys, so we're back again. So I didn't get to say some of the things I wanted to say with mm. uh, what Taraj B. Henson said uh, in March. So I'm going to say the rest I want to say for this video with Justin. And so like I was saying in our past video, um, so yeah, so you go to my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads. Uh, you can see the last video that we did. Let me see what I called it. Um, so my YouTube channel is Upload Past Crossroads. I titled the video, Don't Condemn Yourself With Your Mouth. And so this goes with a new series that me and Justin have started on my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads, titled uh, False Quotes. So this is when I talk about just some of the crazy stuff people be saying and just like, you know, talk about biblically and common sense wise and just <laughs> the right approach of what they're trying to say, like when they say something crazy. So she says something crazy. So to, this uh, news article on March 1st, 2023 said Taraj B. Henson jokes American men are ran through and young Miami agrees and Mary J. Blige agreed, but me and Justin saw that she actually has some, what Mary J. Blige said in response to what Taraj B. Henson said was pretty good. So I saw this when I was scrolling on uh, Facebook and I saw this on, you know, around today's March 21st or something like that, 2023. And this is the article I saw. And I saw it like for about four weeks. And, and then it just triggered me recently. So I was like, yeah, I want to do a video on this because I don't agree with the statement. She said all American men have been ran through. So that's a very general statement. And I just want to talk about the definition of generalization. But first, let me ask some questions. I, and in the last video, I asked, you know, in what ways do you generalize? Then I asked, you know, what do you do once you recognize your generalizations? And then what can we do to avoid generalization, right? But I didn't ask this question. Are you making generalizations when you should be making observations? Mm. So are you making generalizations when you should be making observations? So I'm going to talk about the definition of generalizations in a minute. But let me go ahead and just in case anybody just watching this video for the first time. So Gerard B. Henson was on Mary J. Blige talk show, The Wind Down, and uh, she was interviewing Young Miami and Gerard B. Henson. Uh, Young Miami asked her if she liked someone or had a guy she simply has lunch with. So this is what she asked Gerard B. Henson. Gerard B. Henson joked and said, where is he? Before suggesting that the love of her life may not be in America. Then Gerard B. Henson said, I kept saying, I keep saying that because all men have been ran through. Uh, it's a sentiment that the City Girls rapper agreed with as she replied, mm -hmm, that's true. So that's what Young Miami said. Then Mary J. Blige chimed in. Me and Justin actually like what Mary J. Blige says. She chimed in with straight up and down. There's a shortage. There's a shortage. Mm -hmm. Then Young Miami asked the singer if she was testing out the dating pool. So Young Miami was asking Mary J. Blige that. All right. So... Um, one thing I was going to say, let's talk about generalization in general, right? Because that's literally what Mary J. Uh, Taraj B. Henson did when she said that all American men have been ran through. So one definition is the process of deriving a concept 
judgment, principle, or theory from a limited number of specific cases and applying it more widely, often to an entire class of objects, events, or people. Uh. You like that, Justin? <laughs> yeah, and then another definition, it's the same thing. It says, a procedure in which one forms judgment derives concept or theory from very few number of experiences while applying it to a wider range of events and then stating premises or drawing conclusions based on little information or journalizing from too few particulars that are probably not representative of an entire group, right? And that's what a lot of us do. Like when you experience a hurt, and it's mainly people that experience hurt. Because when you hurt, then your mind doesn't th- really think. So yeah. because something hurts you, right, then, it, you know, oh, no, no, we, <laughs> that's not the thing. Like, I can use a lot of examples. Just you can use some, too. So, like, for me, it was with Forex. I will never invest in Forex ever again because I lost $2,000 in, like, 30 minutes. When I first, I gained, like, 1500 Like, so I had 1000 1503 minutes but then I lo- it went down and I lost $2000. So now I'll never do forex again cuz forex is fraud, right? Like so people make statements like that. But is that true? Like who knows? Like I don't know. I just know for me I'm not going back to it. So I'm and I think it's false, right? I don't think it works out, but that's just what I think. That don't mean it don't work out for everybody or it's not a good like market to invest in and stuff like that. So we do that with, you know, it, when we get hurt through investments or like the IRS or like uh, it could be anything. So like I do like your statement, too. Like it happens when like it happens when we're like hurt or screwed over or something like that, because like when something bad happens, biologically, our mind wants to find a cause or find a reason or categorize it. So it's very easy. And I like some of the definitions you had. It's very easy to categorize something that hurt us into one big generalization because like that's easier for us to process like um oh an asian person hurt me okay then like asian people just tend to do this right and that was like that's something looking back like i also generalized too and it's very weird on why it happened like i used to volunteer with international students i enjoyed hanging out with all types of cultures like with Chinese students, like I enjoyed learning more about them, and I had Chinese roommates that I got all, that uh, were like great friends of mine. But like I guess like getting married uh, to a Chinese person, like I interact with the Chinese family more, and they just did things that irked me, I guess. And like then that kind of caused me to like paint a picture on like, oh, this is what just how Chinese people do things, and like that's weird like that would happen like generalizations can pop up anytime and they don't have any rhyme or reason like i bring this up because for me it's like why did this come up now like i've spent time with chinese students before and i think like when you're with family when your emotions are more raw like you tend to generalizations tend to happen when you feel hurt or when you feel vulnerable so i feel like that's uh yeah the, the definitions you brought up I really liked because it does indicate like they could happen to help us better process a situation. Right. And it does happen when we have like too little information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's something I was going to say too. I didn't say it last video, um, but the sooner people stop labeling each other and treat each other as equals, 
the sooner society will improve for the better. But then also the sooner your experience will change too. Like a lot of times we label different groups of people and your label is sealing your faith, right? To that group of people. So like, um, so again, there's powers in the words that you say, there's powers in your thoughts. And so, yeah, so both of those two thoughts and it's a Bible verse too, Justin, we should have pulled that up. The one that says, you know, um, thoughts produce habits, habits produce character, character produce and, you know, integrity or something like that. But anyways, like, yeah, so everything starts with a thought, guys. So like, uh, we can't say, we can't say all cops are bad. We can't say all black people are criminals, thugs, illiterate, uneducated, stupid, or guilty. Like, that's not true. Like, and we can't say all white people are racist. Like, so just making a general statement and putting labels on a group of people will cost you to miss out on a blessing, right? And so one verse I was going to talk about that I didn't get to talk about in the last video, and it really ties in with what Taraj B. Henson was saying, was uh, James chapter 3. And I've been trying to do this first for the longest on my YouTube channel because it's really probably my favorite chapter in the Bible since I've been saved, even before then, like James 3. So it's James 3, chapter 1, verses, uh, I mean, James chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. And I'm going to start reading it. And I'm going to start highlighting it, too. I didn't get time to do it. So this part is called Taming the Tongue in the Bible, in the NIV and stuff like that. So it says, not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We, mm -hmm. are all, we all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. Um, when we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of a of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and it it is itself set on fire by hell. All right, yeah, I'm gonna stop on verse six because this is already too much. <laughs> so yeah. I want to start with verse one. Verse one is so powerful. All right, I already got to highlight it. So it says, not many of you should become teachers. So I would even say not many of you should become like leaders, teachers, just anybody in a higher position, especially a celebrity like Taraj B. Henson. Because as soon as you're like at the top of your field, everybody knows you, that's when anything that you do will be judged. And I know she knows this better than anybody. Like the paparazzi, paparazzi's news people. Like that's one thing I wouldn't like when I become famous, Justin. Like how the paparazzi are always on you and, and yeah, try to catch you doing any and everything, man. Like and then you want privacy, right? You're eating with your family or something. You got people, fans just coming. But even paparazzi, they'll come, hack <laughs> heckle you with questions. Like that's what she got to deal with, right? So not many of you should become like that, right, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly, right? So, man, like, 
they're looking to find something to judge with you. They're looking to find something wrong with you. They they want that, right? But that's forget that. This is talking about with God, like you know, just the you have to be careful with how you do anything, because anything will be used against you. Because as a leader and a teacher of the Bible, that's that that's really what this is talking about. When you're teaching the Bible, like you have people's souls and their faith like in your hands. Like, so what you're teaching is life or death, like it's power. So, like, you don't abuse that power or misuse it. You gotta make sure you really, you know, deciphering, praying, and really discerning what the scripture's saying, so you're not preaching a different message to cause people to go to hell. Because if you are, or cause people to experience a life contrary to what God wants for them, because if you do that, your judgment is stricter than anybody else. So, Justin, you got anything with verse one, man? Like yeah. James three, verse one. Yeah, and that, I remember like reading these verses when I was in college too, and just really resonated with me, because it is something that teachers need to take a responsibility for, because like um, I think there are other verses that talk about how the tongue is a rudder and it's like, um, or like our words are a rudder and it's like, it steers our life. It steers other people. And I think we do have to, we definitely live in a culture now where we feel like we have the freedom to say whatever we want. And like, we do deserve that freedom, but man, we do, we abuse it. And I think we don't take responsibility enough on like, how we affect other people, what we say to other people. Like, I think they're like, even like language, like we should be careful not to like use foul language as the Bible says, because that can't hurt. It's a double-edged sword. It hurts other people. And sometimes that affects our psyche as well as if we're just like yelling expletives all the time. Right. So I do like that first verse because it does show us that we need to take responsibility on the effect that we might have on other people. Yeah. Uh, we've done videos before and I've mentioned this to Sean of like, like, uh, ignore the haters. Like if people are putting you down, yeah, like ignore that stuff and do what you need to do. But at the same time, we need to find that balance of like, um, caring about like how we affect people because we don't want our test. We don't want to ruin our testimony. We don't want to st cause other people to stumble. So there's a good balance where we need to like take responsibility with what we say and like be good teachers for other people. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go to that next verse too. Um, mm -hmm. James chapter three, verse two reads, we all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. Mm -hmm. I, just, I don't know what you got to say about this, but I know for me, who is perfect, man? I, yeah, I that verse surprises me because I'm like, who are they talking about? Right. Like, and the, it, but he did. He, James did start off saying we all stumble, yeah. right? And then he said in many ways. So like, that's the thing though. Like, it, it goes with the second part actually, um, seven through uh, twelve. Mm. This I think verse two ties in with that. So I'll wait to tie it back in. Let's just remember that though. Um, but yeah, like we all stumble in many ways. So like, you're gonna mess up. You're gonna say something that you're gonna regret. Like you're gonna say something you really didn't mean, and on top of that, even with my YouTube channel, like I taught messages that was really no, I wouldn't say that, and not the whole entire message. It was parts in the message that I said that I don't agree with now, right? Or it's just inaccurate, and I didn't know 
and I didn't have full knowledge of that verse in the context and what and just to say like all this I didn't have that kind of knowledge right that I have now so when I hear me talk I know all the mistakes I made back then right so like now, now I was stumbling and now I was stumbling. So you stumble in many ways, even when you don't know you're stumbling, right? And anyone who is never at fault, we're all at fault in many ways, right? <laughs> so it says anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect. Nah. And then able to keep their whole body in check. Nah. <laughs> and that goes back to like, you know what Taraz B. Henson said? She said that all American men what she say? All American men uh, have been oh, ran. Right. Yeah, have been ran through. So like, oh yeah. Who's able to keep their whole body in check with the words that they say? Like, and this is what the Bible is trying to say. Like, we have to be careful with what we say, in order to get blessings. Because like, your mouth is already going to get you in trouble. It even says that in the Proverbs. Actually, it says the person that runs their mouth a lot is doomed to to <laughs> is doomed to, to destruction. No, it even says they're doomed, right? Because you're going to mess up. So that's why you have to, you don't need to talk all the time. Just shut up. Like, you don't got, got nothing nice to say. Don't say anything, right? That's going to help you to keep your body in check. That's going to help you to keep you perfect because then you're effective. You can calculate when something needs to be said, how something needs to be said, and you don't waste your words. So that's a question for everybody. Do you do that? Like, do you, you run your mouth too much? Like, it has to be a balance. You know, that's not saying it's just shut up, no say nothing, no. It has to be a balance, right? God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. He wants you to listen more than you talk. That's why after every parable Jesus said, he said, listen, so you can keep your body in check, right? So I'm not going to say all the Proverbs I said in the last video, but every proverb said, man, like, you know, you basically keep yourself from trouble, from snares, from traps, from doom, gloom, wherever you want to throw at it. If you just watch what you say, right? So, Justin, you got something with verse 2, man? James 3, verse 2? Yeah, and if you could pull that back up for a moment yeah. as well. I think, uh, yeah, and, like, uh, I think I've kind of said it before as well. Like, um, I, I do appreciate that uh, James recognizes that we're going to stumble as well. Like, none of us are perfect. Like, he, I guess he's... I guess he's showing like the standard that we should be striving for, like being able to keep our whole body in check. And like, again, I hate to repeat myself, like our tongue is part of our body that we need to keep in check as well. Like it's, uh, it's like a rudder. Like, um, uh, I, I feel like I said it, but I didn't explain it. It's like the rudder on a boat. It's going to, um, affect the direction that we go to. And like any, any little change in the rudder makes a huge like it's it may be a trivial amount um for the rudder but it makes the whole boat like change like it can like a uh, change several hundred miles if you know anything about boats but it takes you in a completely different direction so we do need to like keep ourselves in check um again but i think james is like setting up a standard we should strive for while at the same time acknowledging that we're going to make mistakes um but the the only thing that's worse than making mistakes is not recognizing our mistakes mm -hmm. so again like we have to like take responsibility for not only what we say but when we make that mistake as well try to make it right with people i do 
like that's a um I, I feel like I've complained about movies before, like especially Disney movies, where it's like making it's like it makes the parents like the bad guys. And it's like, um, I don't know, as as I get older, I kind of realize, no, like the I feel like the parents need to the kids need to listen to their parents. But I'm appreciating like some movies like Encanto. Where I know Sean hates the grandmother. Like, he thinks she's just, like, the villain. I don't think there's an actual villain in the movie. But, yeah, he straight up thinks she's the bad guy. But I appreciate the movie because towards the end, and it took a long time, she recognized, like, she, how she hurt her family. And, like, other movies are doing that as well. It's not just making, painting the uh, parents as bad guys, but it's allowing them to realize mistakes they made, owning up the responsibility, and starting healing. Oh, Coco does that too. Coco is so good about that. Love that movie. But like, uh, sorry, I digress. Um, but I like that people own their mistakes because that is where healing begins. Like, the, like man, that's, that's, that's the basis of like Christianity is like, reckon you can't fix a, you can't fix your sinful nature, nature until you recognize that you are sinful to begin with like alcoholics anonymous the first rule they teach you is to recognize that um like you do have a problem like you can't fix a problem if you don't recognize the problem um so i i like that this verse kind of helps show that you can't start healing until you recognize your mistakes you can't take responsibility and help somebody until you recognize your mistakes. So I do like that about the verse. Like that's, that's man, that's like not only the core, it, it alludes to the core of Christianity. It also alludes to the process of healing. Mm. <laughs> that's some deep stuff, man. Mm -hmm. That's how you keep your body in check. That's how you keep yourself in check. Self-examination. Mm. Uh, Paul said, examine yourself, man. Just in test to see if yourself is in a faith. Like, he says it multiple times too. Like, so that's what a lot of Christians don't do. Like, we always point the finger. So, mm. like when Taraj B. Henson said, you know, all American men have been ran through, which is the point of the video. Mm. Like, no, you need to check yourself. Like, maybe it's the men that you've been talking to. Maybe it's the men you've been attracted to. Like, mm. maybe you need to choose better. Like, there's so many other men. Like, so examine yourself before you make a statement, an observation, right? A, a generalization, that's the best way to say it. Cause yeah, like you're gonna find that you're at fault, right? With, and you're not perfect with whatever statement you make. Like, and that's, Paul even said it, that is so deep. Paul said at the end of 1 Corinthians 13, he said, we all see through a glass dimly. So we all see through a mirror, mirror dimly and we only know in part. That is so powerful. It was 1 Corinthians 13, 9, I think. And so just with that verse alone, like whatever generalization you want to make, you don't know things like God knows it, right? So you don't know me. You don't know every single man like God knows every single man because he created every single man. So you don't have the experience that God got with every single man, right? That's just with that. We ain't talk about basketball. We ain't talk about football. We ain't talk about science. God knows more than everybody else. So even the best person in that field, so in science, let's go with Albert Einstein or something, or Bill Nye, the science guy, or Justin, right? They only know in part, like, 
<laughs> like the top people in that field only know in part compared to God, right? Uh. So like, no matter what statement you want to make about the stock market, Forex, I don't care about anything in life, like you only know in part compared to God. You don't know everything. So you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself, right? Uh -huh. So like, that's verse two, man. It's so powerful, man. Otherwise, you're going to keep on stumbling in many ways. Like, <laughs> all right. So, uh, James chapter three, verse three. When we put, I'm going to go ahead and read the other parts too, Justin. All right. And I'm going to let you take, start off. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal, animal or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. Yeah, Justin, I'll let you go ahead, man. Yeah, I think I said that before as well. Like, the it just shows how a small part of the body the tongue affects like our whole body or like such a strong thing like um like i i, I guess i talked about it too early but like the rudder on the ship like the rudder is such a small percentage of the ship the ship is a huge thing but it has to depend on the rudder to like steer or provide it direction same thing with the tongue like the words that we choose are they they have more of an impact than we than we recognize i feel like it is a double-edged sword like the tongue um it's almost two parts it affects people it can influence or encourage people or it can put people down um uh the tongue also like reflects back on us as well like it's it's mm, there's so many things i can say with this it's like provides direction for us as well like how we speak how how we speak is like almost how we view or interpret the world like if we speak negativity out into the world like we're just going to get negativity back we reap what we sow but if we speak out positivity that uh, like i won't promise that you'll always get positivity back like sometimes life happens sometimes crap happens but like more often than not, like if you speak out positivity, like positive things will return to you. Like you, you do reap what you sow. Yeah. There are consequences to the things that we say. And the tongue is just like a small part of that. And there's also been science that shows how we speak affects our brain. Like they, it's funny because my brother, uh, no, I won't bring that up. That's kind of off topic, but it's like, um, when we say cuss words or when we say words that we know are not appropriate it does they found that it does have an effect on our brain though as well because we're perceiving something that hurts somebody or it almost like causes our brains to become calloused to the hurt that we provide and like a lot of people will say Oh, well, like words are just made up. We could, should be able to say what we want to. Yeah, every word is made up, 
but every word has like a meaning behind it. And our brain knows about it. Like you can't trick your brain. You know, if you know you're saying something bad, like you're, you can't trick yourself. You can't just say, oh, it's just a made up word. But no, it, it affects people. Like if I, if I like, a, if I tell my wife I love her or build her up, like she's going to feel that. Like, would I say, oh, it's just made up words. I don't mean it. Like, man, that, that's a crappy thing for a husband to say. But if I like speak negative negativity into my family's life, like it's going to like put them down. It's going to make them not want to want them to invite me for like family occasions or Thanksgiving, stuff like that. So it's like our words do have caused the direction for our life. And we in an age where we are really pushing for freedom of speech, which is very important. We have to be careful how we use that power, how to use that responsibility. Yeah, I said the, the tongue is a small part of the body. It makes great boasts. Like, it also says in, like, the King James, it said the tongue is a small part of the body. Um, but yet it's the most powerful. Like, mm -hmm. and I, I asked Justin before, a long time ago, I don't know if you remember, but I asked is it true that the tongue is the strongest muscle in the whole entire body? And he said, yeah, like, and that's crazy to me. This tongue. Yeah. Like nobody has a tongue that's as big as Alaska. Like, you know, like everybody's tongue is pretty small compared to the rest of their body. I've never seen anybody with a tongue that's bigger than everything on their body. You know what I'm saying? So like it's the smallest thing on your body, yet it holds the most power. Has the most muscles in it. Yeah. Yeah, like, and so, yeah, man, it said, going further in James 3, I'm going to just go ahead and read it. All right, let's just go here. It says further that, you know, your tongue holds blessings and curses in it. So mm. you can't just say anything. You have to really calculate what you're saying because it's going to set a blaze. It's going to set a fire. It's going to, it's going to, mm, what's the word I'm looking for? It's going to, like, basically encompass, like, like a wild, like a wildfire. It even said it like a wildfire. It's just gonna go ablaze, mm -hmm. and it's just gonna permeate. Yeah, that's a good one. It's just gonna permeate and just flow out all, all throughout your life, all throughout your reality. Like it's like a force. It's just you're putting out there. So you have to be careful with what you say. In this section in the Bible, in James three verses uh, one through twelve, like the. I like how they title it, like taming the tongue. Like, bro, calm down with what you're saying, man. Tame it. Be careful. Don't just say anything, right? All kinds of animal, animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is restless, evil, full of deadly poison. I'm going to stop there. Justin, that part's so bad because I went with verse 2. James even said it. He said, we all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. Nobody can keep their whole body in check. Nobody's yeah. able to keep themselves perfect. You're going to mess up with what you say, right? No human being can tame the tongue. The spirit can tame it for you. So the spirit will give you the words to say, and the spirit will cause you to shut up when you need to shut up. That's what we need to be praying for. But you can't always operate away from the spirit and just be talking. And I've done that before, actually, and I hate it. I'm like, this is a testimony, real quick. I have never said this on YouTube, but 
There's been times when I preached and I've talked and I've been with other believers and I'm talking, right? And there's a difference between me talking and God talking. I'm going to use an example. I was at FCA camp, Justin, and uh, my friend Dylan, when you meet him, mm-hmm. you're going to laugh because, like, he always he always jokes with me. So, like, um, I met him at that camp. The very first camp I went to at FCA camp, so Fellowship of Christian Athletes. It's in high school, middle school, college, you name it. I think even elementary school. So it's a Christian organization. They have camps that you can go to throughout the country in America and probably the whole world. I don't know. But it's huge, right? It's a big ministry. And so I went to this camp called Fort Bluff for middle school students. But before we even did anything with the middle school students, we had to go to like three days of training for the huddle leaders so that they can train us on like, you know, what, you know, basically kind of like examine us too. But they just wanted to make sure, you know, everybody knew like what materials they wanted us to teach, what the plan was, what the middle school students, what not to do, what to do, all that stuff. And so (laughs) they asked us like probably 60 questions or something like that, like the first day, Justin. Like, yeah, all of us together. So it was at least like 21 of us. And they just drilled us with questions like, you know, if a kid asks you, how do you get saved? How are you going to answer? Or if a kid asks you, you know, how do I hear from God? How are you going to answer? You know what I did, Justin? What? And this is when I was like 20. Yeah, I was 20. 20 and 19. I answered every single question. And there's 21 other people there. Like, my age, around my age, that's, you know, about to be huddle leaders at SCA camp. I answered literally every question. And Dylan... (laughs) You know, over the years, I got to know him. He always brings it up. He's like, you know, you kept us longer than what we would have been, like what they had planned and allocated the time. Like it, it would have went by way faster if I didn't answer every question. Like, And I literally like said a scripture verses behind every single one. Like I sounded good. Oh. <laughs> like I sounded real good. But like, who cares? Like I, I said too much. Sometimes you just need to shut up. You don't have to always say everything when you know the answer or, you know, when you think you don't always have to say everything. Just shut up. Sometimes God just wants you to shut up. So like, <laughs> no human being can tame the tongue. It is restless, evil, full of deadly poison. Like you may not even have intentions behind what you're doing. But even to this day, Justin, like I added some of those people on Facebook, like during that time, like the huddle leaders. But like they they. They don't want nothing to do with me because, like, just that moment, man, like, you went, you, he's too much. Like, they thought I was a holy roller. Like, I was doing too much. You know what I'm saying? I know it all. Like, all the negative stuff. That's the power of the tongue, man. You can you could be doing the right thing. But, like, your tongue can get you in trouble. You see what I'm saying, Justin? Like, yeah, so, yeah you got to tame the tongue. You got to really, really calculate when to talk. When not to talk. That's a book of Ecclesiastes. Like, there's a time for peace. There's a time for war. There's a time to speak. There's a time to shut up. There's a time to, you know, fight. There's a time to, you know, relax, right? There's a time and a place for everything. You just got to make sure you are in the moment of the time that God wants you in. So, Justin, I'll let you say what you want to say. You want to say anything with seven and eight? Yeah, uh, just really quickly. I I do like that because I feel like... uh, um. And of course, there are verses that, and I'm blanking on which verse. It talks about being like slow to speak, 
Yeah. And I think that's very pertinent as well, because like we, I feel like that is how we can connect to people better is if we can like actively listen, not just listen. We have to like actively listen because like, I, I feel like that allows people to feel heard and that that's, I'm moving into like evangelism a little bit. I feel like that's how we can connect to people, how we can bring people towards like Christ. Because when we hear about their problems or when people feel heard, I feel like that's what Jesus did with like his disciples and with his people, like every one of them. It's so interesting. And uh, I like when I read something that humanizes the disciples a little bit because you see like why Jesus brought them in. It's not because they had anything to offer. Um, that was because they were hungry for Jesus. They wanted to like hear his teachings, but also because they, uh, but also because they just had like these, um, I don't know, just like different qualities, like different walks of life. Like you see all these different people like come to Jesus. And I think it's because like Jesus was able to like um, resonate with their life. And that couldn't have happened if he didn't like, get to know them or like draw him close to him. And I think that's what we need to do as well Is we need to like listen to people to help them be drawn to Jesus. Like they, a lot of times, um, I wonder if this is pertinent because I'm, I'm for a lesson on like taming the tongue. I'm going to talk about like how we need to talk less, but I do think for, I do think a lot of people aren't drawn to Jesus because of like all the lessons or the parables or the Bible verses that we can quote, but maybe because they realize that something in their life needs Jesus. Like, I don't think it's our job necessarily to teach them the proper etiquette for a Christian. It's allowing them to be drawn to Jesus. And I, in my experience, that's, that's mostly through seeing instead of like just straight up hearing like obviously yeah like uh, like if you feel like you have like a good word or you can speak to somebody yeah go ahead and say it like but like i definitely think people want to like see what jesus can do in their life instead of just hearing so i think definitely we need to be slow to speak and like quick to listen mm -hmm. and i wonder what going back to taraj b henson i wanted to see does she know like the effect of what she said you know what i mean like have people i remember you were saying like it was very like rapid fire questions so it was probably just something that she said offhandedly that maybe the news just kind of blew up right. kind of bad for her about that because it's she probably again it probably came from a place from her of hurt so she said it unconsciously she wasn't trying to be mean-spirited about it but like it's a uh, yeah like social media and the news always likes to blow stuff like that up so yeah i i do wonder if like if she really knew the impact she would have when she said it and that and that's, yeah. just goes more to show that we we need to be careful about our testimony because any little thing can like paint paint christianity in a bad way i think i'm not sure if it was this video or a video before but like um how the church is painted like we like any little thing can affect 
how people see the church. It's like so easy to paint the church in a negative light because like it doesn't take much. Right. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, even with what I was saying, you know, I wasn't honestly, it wasn't nothing wrong with what I was saying. But like I didn't have to say all that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like answering all those questions. Same thing with Taraj B. Henson, like going to verse eight, but no human being can tame the tongue. Is this part right here? It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison, but it is a restless evil, man. Like it's no matter what what anything that you say can and will be used against you. So like you could be, you know, saying something good. But somebody can take it as evil. So that's why you don't you have to really be careful with what you say. Because mm. the less you say, the less people can use against you. But the more you say, the more people can use against you and the more deadly poison you put out. Mm. Right. Mm. And that's even with what Jesus <laughs> was talking about. That's sad that, you know, we could even say that about Jesus. Like, but some people take what he says, like twist it. And said, man, it's evil behind it, man. Like, what? Like, even God, especially everything in the Old Testament. So, like, I'm going to tell you guys that. So, yeah, everybody just sees it as anything that people say. So you really got to make sure what you're saying in the long run is basically storing up treasures in heaven. That's the best way to say it. So, just I'm going to go ahead and read the other verses. Um, yeah. James, James chapter 3, 9 through 12. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse human beings. So you get those two options. Who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and curses. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My mm. brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water, right? That is so powerful, man. Because, like, yeah, out of the same mouth can come praise and curses. So the question is, which one's coming out of your mouth? Because even when you're saying praise, man, you're not perfect. <laughs> you're not You're not perfect, man. You're going to mess up. <laughs> you're going to eventually say a curse. And so I would, I would venture to say, even with Taraji Henson, I doubt. I don't, I don't, I would never see her as somebody to just speak curses on people and just mm -hmm. negative. I, I don't see her doing that. Mm. Right. But like, even in her situation, man, you know, with the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse human beings. She just cursed all men, saying all men, all American men are, uh, dang, I keep on forgetting, man. All American mm -hmm. men have been run through. Have been ran through, right? So she just literally cursed human beings, man, like with the same yeah. mouth. And I know for sure she gotta be, she gotta believe in God and everything. I, I don't, I don't see her not. So, so yeah, man, like which one is it? Mm. You know, because the world can't tell the difference. That's the whole point that James is talking about. Like, mm. you, you can't operate like that. Like, so even for me, like I can't be, you know, if people hurt me, I can't just be running my mouth talking about how they hurt me. Like. Man, them people awful. Like that—that's not what a Christian does. Did Jesus do that? No, Jesus could do that with a lot of people. The Pharisees, his own siblings. Like he, he didn't go around doing that. No, he went around doing his father's business, speaking blessings on everybody. That's it. Even when he was even up to the cross, same people spitting on him, persecuting him, hurting him, trying to get him to die. 
still speaking blessings on them. That's what we're called to do as Christians, man. We got to tame the tongue. So even when you want to say something, you don't say it. You speak praises only. And, right. you know, I bet you, Justin, how much do you think Jesus actually talked? Oh. That's... <laughs> From the Bible, like, of course, like, the Bible's going to, like, isolate the times he talks. So it's hard yeah. to figure out, like, when he doesn't talk. I don't see him talking a lot. Because God don't, God don't talk a lot. Yeah. Jesus <laughs> always, like, responded. Like, yeah, they, they, yeah, they didn't, like, go out of their way to say something unless, like, people really needed to hear something. Right. That's a good point. Man, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. Did you have anything for 9 through 12? Yeah. I think, like, um, oh, shoot, what was I going to say? Could you pull up the verses? Because I was thinking about what I was going to say. You know, I'm yeah. blanking right now. Oh, yeah. And, like, I do like the part of, like, how praise and cursing can come out of the same mouth. Because I do feel like we need to be very careful with our language because it does paint our testimony as well. Like, again, I feel like I'm just rehashing things I say, but it's something I feel strongly about. Some people don't see... Some people don't see the problem with, like, cursing. And I think we do need to be very careful with our language. We do need to, like, see the impact our language has. So, like, again, when we, like, curse something, like... If we if we throw out negative things into the world, we're only going to get negative things back. Right. Um, and same thing like with um, what Taraji was saying as well. Like, I'm sure there was like no malice coming from it, but she was not very careful with her words, and she ended up generalizing like a bunch of men and like kind of like turning making it us versus them situation, like what we're talking about now. So we do need to be very, as ambassadors of God, we do need to be careful. Like Paul talks about in Philippians, like even if we don't believe in something, if if it would cause someone else to stumble, like we don't want to, we don't want to do things that cause our brothers and sisters to stumble. We want to make sure that they're protected, that we care about the things that we say. And it's like, that does affect our bodies. Like if we're spouting out salt water, it doesn't reflect well that our bodies are going to be um, clean water. Uh, or I forgot what it said exactly. Or like spring water. Like if we, our words really do affect our bodies. It affects our brains. Like it's a neurobiological thing. Like it's proven now. Like I, I do like that a lot of times God gives us commands that we don't understand why we shouldn't. But now, like, in the age of science, we're kind of realizing that, oh, there's actually, like, good reasons not to do these things. So I do think, like, we need to watch our language. Because, like, it could offend somebody. We don't know that. Um, and, like, sometimes we do need to speak the truth. And sometimes we will offend people. Jesus said that. Jesus did say that. The world is going to turn on us. And we should be willing to like say things that counteract injustices or speak the truth. But we also need to remember it's not just what we say, but how we say it. Like yeah. I could easily say the right things for the wrong reasons, and it rubs someone the right way. Like if I start spouting off Bible verses or say people are being condemned to hell, like maybe I could be right, but if it's not from a place of love, they're going to turn away from the church. So we do 
need to watch our language if not to watch our testimony. Yeah. I was going to say some of these quotes in the last video, so I'm going to go mm -hmm. ahead and get them out now. Like, it's the ones I texted you, basically. Oh. Like, these last two. Mm -hmm. I want to get, I want to, t like, really pour those out with what Taraj B. Henson said. Like, so just in case you guys are just tuning in, um, this whole video, these two videos me and Justin just did were just, we're just elaborating on what Taraj B. Henson said when she said all American men have been ran through. And just talking about how, you know, the issue and the dangers behind, like, just generalization. Like, it's basically, she's pointing a finger at all American men, but really the finger's pointing back at her. And that's what happens when you judge other people, man. Like, it's just a mirror to reflection. And so, uh, yeah, me and Justin, I want, I want to talk about generalization a little bit before we close out the video. So generalizations are about explanations. Stereotypes are about expectation. So, just I want to get your thought about that last quote, man. Yeah, like, yeah, because it just depends on how you look at it, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I will say about the stereotypes. Yeah, it's uh, again, I I can't remember which video I said it for, but like learning someone's culture or learning someone's background is like super important to like figure out where they come from or to understand them, and that's not a bad thing. But yeah, stereotypes are super dangerous because it does paint our expectations, our interpretations. It puts them in a box, pretty much. And that's, and that, I don't know, that's, again, that limits our connect, that limits our testimony, that limits our connection with people. Like if we just believe that they are um going to act a certain way like we we limit them you, you said it you said it so well before and i forgot what you said before but like it pretty much says that they can't change that they are just always going to be this way but man we're in the business of change we're in the business of changing and healing hearts like that's what evangelism is about so we we need to throw away those stereotypes because that does paint how we see people and what we expect from them and that's yeah. um i don't know i remember we i remember watching the movie the shack which is a really good movie uh, it's also a book um but the guy was talking with jesus and he was like asking like why is jesus asking all these questions because jesus should just know like <laughs> he should just like know what they're going to say or what they're like but jesus kind of yeah. said like yeah, he can because he's God and he's omniscient, omniscient. But like he chose to like put himself on the level where he can like converse with people, to connect with them, to um like allow them to talk as well. Because like he asked, even in like the gospels, he asked people like questions to figure out where their faith is. He probably knew what their spirit better than they did, but he allowed them to like um discover how they felt or what they would answer and i think that's really good because it's it kind of shows that jesus didn't have preconceived expectations of people right. like he loved them for who they were and he met them where they were as well in order to connect with them better so mm -hmm. i feel like if if anyone is allowed to have stereotypes jesus should but like he didn't use those so he allowed those and that's that's the gift of freedom 
that's the gift of free will that God has given us is that he allows us to grow in ourselves and like Jesus allowed us to grow into that. So I really like that part. Man, that was deep. I, if I'm being honest, I didn't understand that quote really. <laughs> but what you just said, yeah. I've been really thinking about it. It is tough. I, I had to wrap my mind around that one. Yeah. Because that first part, I understand the stereotype ones, the generalizations mm -hmm. so that like that confuse me. Generalizations are about explanations. Now well, that, that one, yeah, that one I think goes back to what I was saying before. Is like our mind likes to categorize things, or when we're hurt, it likes to it likes to process things by categorizing them. So the generalizations they they might seem helpful to offer an explanation of like oh, this is just what they do, or this is just what Asians or black people do. So it it, it allows us to give an explanation so we feel less hurt about it. Mm. Man, that's crazy, man. They say human beings do that. Like, uh, when mm -hmm. I'm learning in seminary, so just in case you guys didn't know, I'm, I'm in seminary, dream come true. I'll tell you about that in a minute before I forget what I'm about to say. All right, so uh, one of the things, the biggest things that we've been talking about is God. And how human beings like to put God in a box, but not just God. Let's talk about the spirit. We do it all the time with the Holy Spirit. We try to quantify and say how the spirit operates. Like, you know, this is how the spirit mm -hmm. works. This is what only the spirit yeah. can do. So a human being is not, no, you can't speak in tongues. Spirit doesn't work like that no more. So we put the spirit of God. Not, not, <laughs> not. Not Jesus, not God. No, we put the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, in a box. Because, first of all, he's last in the Trinity, or she, whatever you want to call it. Like, you know, the Holy Spirit. We don't know, right? So that's another thing. Like, we try to put it, the spirit in a box in a lot of ways, right? Then it's, it's last in the Trinity, right? So that's looked at, like, women, like, submissive, like, and it's looked at as uh, lesser than. Like when it comes to how men understand being last, right? So if the Holy Spirit was first instead of God, we would look at everybody else different. But because the Holy Spirit is last, we look at the Spirit like, yeah, okay, we can tame it, we can control it. It's not God, it's not Jesus. So, but it's not that's not true. It said that even in the Bible that the Spirit is a wildfire. It moves and you don't know where it's going. You can't control it. You can't control God, but people think. Oh, yo, the spirit don't work like that. Like, so we try to say what the spirit does, right? Instead of let the spirit operate. <laughs> and that's what generalization is doing. Like, you know, you're doing the same thing. You're saying what the, how the spirit should work with men. <laughs> All men in America, or whatever Taraj B. Henson said. I'm so tired. I don't even remember Justin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to move to the next quote. Uh, the other quote was this, Justin. The more specific we are, the more universal something can be. Life mm. is in the details. If you generalize, it doesn't resonate. This specific, the specificity, yeah, specificity, whatever of it <laughs> is what resonates. Mm. Whoever wrote this, that's a lot of words. Man. That's a lot of words. I do like that because it's like a. <laughs> That's what that's what my friends and I kind of make fun of for uh what is it horoscopes is like they always use such general statements that could apply to anybody mm -hmm. that like 
when it's not very specific and it just applies to everybody, it's almost like there's no truth behind it. They just try to say something so general to try to hit, hopefully hit a target. But like the problem with like trying to hit a bunch of targets is you don't hit the target. You don't hit the truth. So I do like that because like the more specific you are, the more, the more it can reach somebody's heart, the more, ability it has to like hit the target and like resonate with somebody let's try to be specific <laughs> nah she was general man she was so general in her statement it didn't resonate that that quote is so powerful justin mm. yeah so guys yeah nobody likes to be lump sum into a sweeping generalization like if i said what's a generalization people say about women man like all women are i don't know I feel like women don't get nothing. Is kind of what you said before. I mean, but nobody really says that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, women, what what do we say about women? Like, you know, like men yeah. get all the crap. <laughs> like, men are all dogs. Men are all trash. What do women say about men? Nothing. I mean, I mean, what do men say about women? Nothing, because we're good. Because women have enough that they're tormented about. They're tormented about our weight about our um if we're doing enough if we're a mom if we don't work if we do work if we have children it's enough by everything else can you hear her justin yeah a little bit okay yeah all right well at least men don't stoop down to women's level but anyways <laughs> that's a generalized statement right there <laughs> man that's the video guys me and justin it is 12 24 a.m that's the video guys, right? yeah all right so guys you know the drill here goes my social media platform it's got the best pages ever forget instagram man like they shadow ban me so i ain't posting i'm not gonna say it ever again i'm just multiple times right like i'm done so all right guys um my youtube channel is this upload past crossroads got a lot of playlists on here so the video that we just did ties in with false quotes, so make sure to go to this playlist to listen to all the videos that we've done on false quotes. We got way more videos coming at you with just talking about the stupid things people say and how it's not true and everything like that. All right, and then Justin's YouTube channel's Chaplin's Logs Log. Uh, make sure to subscribe to his YouTube channel. Click the bell after you subscribe to our YouTube channel so you're notified when we upload another video. And then make sure to like, comment, and share every single video on our channels. It'll be greatly appreciated if you don't do those things. Our pages won't grow. You're not really helping us. So please help us. All right. And then here goes Justin's Facebook page, Justin Lee Howell. Uh, you can send us a DM on our Facebook pages if you got any questions. And we'll do a video on the questions that you have. So we're done for today. You guys have a great rest of your week. Happy Thanksgiving. Eat all the food in the world. Yeah. And God bless everybody, man. And no more generalization. It's hard, guys. We all got some growth to do. That's the whole point with generalization. You, yeah. It's just saying you got more growth to do, more learn to do. Right. Whatever you're generalizing, it's not true. You're not guy. You don't know. That's everyone fall, yeah, everyone falls short. Right. <laughs> not just men. Women do too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. All right, guys. Bye.